Why should we never know our loved ones? I don't know. That sounds weird. I know it does. Why did I just say that? Let's get started. Hey guys, this is Matthew. I'm Molly. And this is the Out of Control Podcast, where we talk about all the things that try to get you to claim control in life. Yeah. Just being alive, basically. So we talk about parenting, we talk about uh, relationships, although we're not here to pretend like we have the model relationship, we're just working on it. (laughs) Wow. But uh, we're here to discuss how life seems to say, hey, get things under control. And maybe the answer is actually in living a little bit out. Of the control. So, wow, we did that on cue that time. Yeah, I know. In an out of control world. All right. So let's get into it. Okay, guys, the first part of this podcast was a complete disaster, so we're restarting it. Okay, okay, so Molly, why are we talking about curiosity today? That's a good question. I'm curious as to why we are. (laughs) Okay, I think what we were wanting to discuss today was the idea that in relationships, um, there was actually some advice given to me by someone, uh, a guy named Dave Blanchard. Um, He is the president and uh, CEO, I believe but at least president of the Ogmandino group. If you're not familiar with Ogmandino, he wrote some amazing books, The Greatest Salesman in the World, and some other ones. Anyways, Dave and I were friends a while back. Um, he, did, he was actually a mentor of mine. We actually went on a couples retreat with Dave. Long time ago. Yeah. Dave gave me some advice that was really interesting. And it was like so counterintuitive. I just I, I had to sit with it. And I don't one, know this story. <laughs> Well, good. Then it'll be interesting for you too. Yeah. So Dave was talking about relationships and he talks a lot about relationships, but one of the things that he encouraged is that in relationships, the key to relationships is four things. And I'm going to put myself on the spot because I don't know if I remember all four of them, but I'm going to remember the one that's important. So we'll see if I get all four. So one of the things is if you want to be in a relationship with someone, number one, don't tell stories. Number two, don't try to fix them. Oh, wow. Uh, fail and fail. Okay. 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 <laughs> but this is not a judgment podcast. That's the next one. Um, uh, <laughs> number three is don't, I was on track and I had them and then you made me forget. Okay. I got it. I got it. Uh, number three. So don't, don't try to, don't try to tell stories. Don't try to fix them. Don't flatter. Don't, don't, uh, compliment them. Okay. And don't know them. Okay. Okay. So this last one is really what we're talking about today. And I thought that one was so curious. We are going to hit on the other ones, though. Let's talk about the other ones real quick. Okay. Okay. So number one was what? Don't tell stories. Don't tell stories. So the, the reason why this is so valuable in relationships is that if if I'm t- always telling you a story, mm-hmm. who is that about? You. It's about me, right? So yeah. it's, if I want to I know be, a lot of your stories. You do. Uh, yeah. We've told a lot of stories. Yes. Yes. So, so... The, the, the point is that if I'm always telling my stories, then I'm not hearing your stories. Right. And, and, and there's that concept that if you want to be interesting, be interested. Right. So that's number one. Don't tell stories. You know, and once again, these are not like never tell a story. Obviously it would be very boring to be in a relationship with someone who never talks about themselves or shares anything openly about themselves. Um, but, but I think when we start with that, that often it can really quickly turn people off. Yeah. Second thing is, uh, I don't know if there's a second one I mentioned, but don't compliment, right? Because um, we're so like, when people compliment us, like it it really is often about trying to get something from somebody. 
And so it just, it's not a meaningful way to develop a relationship. And so it's much, much better to, instead of complimenting someone, ask them a question, ask them a meaningful question that lets them know that you get them, you understand them, you're, you're interested in them, which is going to lead to the last one. Okay. Um, but then the other one was don't fix them. Don't fix them. That's obviously something all of, most of us men need to learn a little better. Um, because that nobody wants to be fixed. Right. Um, but, but actually what that is, is also don't, don't, give advice, right? Is, unless is, it's I think, asked for. Yeah. Unless it's asked for. Um, and once again, these are not meant to be like blanket statements, never do them, but they're really not great relationship builders is kind of the point. And it's yet it's places that we often go to when we're trying to build a relationship. And so the last one is don't know them. And so this like shocked me because it felt like, like a lot of our issues were that I didn't know what you wanted. Right. I like, it was like, I, it, I mean, I think as most men feel, it's like, what is it? Just tell me what you want and then I can deliver that for you and then we'll be in good shape. Right. So that's what today is going to be about is this question of why curiosity matters. And we're going to talk a little bit about this, not just in relationships with a spouse, but in relationships with your kids. Mm -hmm. I think a relationship with like anyone, yeah, a, like a new relationship or let's say, uh, your parents, yeah. siblings, in-laws. Yeah. Which uh, that's, that's kind of the point. So we're going to talk all about that today and really kind of discover how is it that can we be more effective in this question of being curious and what's the importance and power of that in a relationship and why, when is it hard? Why is it hard for us to be curious Yeah, and, and what could we do? to be a little more effective with that. But before we do, before we get into that, wow, that was loud. Fun <laughs> facts with Molly and Matt. My fun fact is if I look out my bedroom window, not at this moment, but like 10 minutes ago, mm -hmm. our neighbors have chickens and ducks. And it's actually quite fun to watch them run around their backyard. <laughs> yeah, you've always wanted chickens. I do, one day maybe. Yeah, we need to become friends with them so we can buy eggs from them. So um, we have... Our last place we live had neighbors who had uh, eggs. Lots of chickens. Would, so yeah, I always, always bought eggs them. from them. Yeah. So we like um, fresh eggs. So, all right. With that being said, let's get back into this conversation of curiosity. So the first question I have is, is why, why is, what is it that we choose besides curiosity? And well, maybe I alluded to a little bit of that. What, what do you notice that we often choose? besides? Curiosity? Well, I think sometimes if you're just going to, like oversimplify, like if you're in a conversation or a relationship with somebody, you have like the person who is like the talker and then you have the good listener. Yes. Yes. And Which one are you? I'm the good listener. <laughs> you, it, you almost. It, Not laughing. <laughs> no, but, you, you are really a good listener. You really are. But, but I, I have learned recently that, um, just being a good listener doesn't actually, I don't know what the word yeah, I'm looking no, for. Yeah, no, no, no. This is a really interesting point. Because just being a good lis listener doesn't mean you're automatically curious about the person. Yes. That you could be. Yes. And you're really good at listening, but I think um, curiosity goes outside of that even more. Yeah. yeah actually, I'm going to divulge something that may be a little bit overly honest right here but we've oh. talked about being radically honest. Okay. Um, 
in our early part of our relationship, I always like actually one of the reasons why I married you mm -hmm. is because I felt like I was very comfortable being with you. And part of that was your ability to listen. But I also remember a stage in our marriage where I was like, she never asks anything about me. She was, there was like, there wasn't any curiosity. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was, I remember distinctly having that thought. So that's just popping up right now. So okay. I apologize that I'm bringing that up because well, no, I guess what I, I would say is I would give you credit because I don't feel like that anymore. Okay. So. But, and I think, I mean, it goes both ways, right? You can be a, a talker, but. Not be curious either. Right. You, you can be talk, a sharer. Yeah. Time. You could just, you just share a lot about yourself Yeah. or you, I think there's a way to ask questions that come from a place of real curiosity versus like you're trying to like, I, I, cause I think you can ask questions to make the person feel like you want to fix them. Like yes. you're trying to, you're trying to get to an end goal or a point. Whereas conversations flow the best when you have two curious parties, like you have yeah. two people that are really just enjoying discussing whatever topics at hand, yeah. but you both ask really good questions. Yeah. And, and I admit that, that I think that that was kind of, so, so maybe what I'm hearing from you is that early on in our relationship, you might also have felt like though I might've been quote unquote, uh, curious or more of a question asker, which I don't even think I was that great. No, right? like I'm you, not gonna be you, you are, you're a big time sharer. Yes. Which is I, not, I'm much more of a sharer. It's not you. bad. But, but I would ask questions. Like I would ask, well, what are you experiencing? What are you feeling about the relationship? What it, and that was, but because of something, the dynamic in our early relationship, mm -hmm. it felt like I was trying to fix you. Yeah, because I think in an initial like relationship that begins, whether it's romantic or just friendship, um, I think asking questions to get to know that person, right? Not yeah. to, not necessarily to get to know the relationship just yet, because mm. I think you have to establish a foundation. And, and ask questions that are, are really going to get to know the person. And it's going to bring, I think the right questions can bring the best out of people. So I think one of the things that we learn from looking back at our own journey of curiosities with each other that I'm learning, I guess, is your agenda or non-agenda, like it's really important that you're showing up from a place of, I'm truly just wanting to know you. Yeah. Not, I want to know why you think about this so that I can then maybe introduce a concept or an idea that would maybe help you to see it my way. Right. It's just strictly, I just want to get to know you. Yeah. Like what, what, yeah. What, what is it about? And, and I think that. Which is what I truly think that, that four thing you, four part thing you shared, yeah. like not knowing someone, yeah. I think you cannot know them your whole life. Yeah. Right. Because I think we learn people's patterns and we learn what their quirks are and like where their flaws are. And then we think we know them and then we've pigeonholed them into this little box. And so we think we know how they're going to react. We think and respond. And, and so you actually, I think it's easy to stop being curious in a relationship because you think you like, well, I've been married to you for almost 20 years. I know you already. But we're, but, but that means you're not giving space for people to change or evolve. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really what's working right now for us in the, in the areas that we do really well, um, like our spiritual journeys right now, like we don't know what each other thinks. So we're mm -hmm. constantly like legitimately curious of where are you at with that? Yeah. What are you experiencing? 
where do you see yourself going? What are you exploring? What, what move, what videos are, or, you know, YouTube videos or people like, so there's like a legitimate curiosity of, and part of that was, I, I think what's interesting, and, I, and I'm not saying this is a bad thing. This is, this is not something that I would say bad, but when we grew up in the same religion, and so there was sort of this underlying tone of, we both kind of know how we feel about life because Mm. there was so much of what we believed like that was already like decided. Like if you believed that the church was true, then you believed all the things that the church taught. And what was interesting is even if we didn't actually um, know all like study the same things or, or, you know, have the same, um, I don't want to say depth, but, but depth yeah, in the depth same different areas. Yeah. yeah. Even in different areas, like you still just kind of assumed, Oh, yeah. well, we, we both know that. So we would still discuss that somewhat, but, but there wasn't as much curiosity about it. Cause it was just like, Oh, yeah. you also agree with this. Right. And so some of the, some of the openness of, we don't know what each other thinks and we don't like that. That's been good. I'm not saying that's a good reason to, you know, <laughs> no, we're, that's just something we've noticed. We've noticed. Yeah. So with you, um, with, with why did you want to have this conversation about curiosity on the podcast though? There was, there was some other things um, that you were really feeling about. Well, I, I liked how it's, it's applied to parenting, but even outside of that, I'm super introverted. And so, uh, I think I naturally get, have some anxiety, like meeting new people. Um, I do better like in small groups or one-on-one, but I think like having a shift in my mindset, like if I'm going to meet something new, I'm not like, if I focus on, I, w- I really want to get to know this person. Like I want to walk away feeling like I, l- I learned stuff about them. I have, um, I have a, I've connected with them in some way. And so I think with that point of view, you shifted off of feeling pressure, like how you're going to show up. And so what you're saying is although curiosity serves the person that you're listening to mm-hmm. or you're curious about, it also is a framework that makes being with other people easier. Yeah. That's cool. Well, I think it just, it like you, it does. It takes the agenda away. There's like, there's no end goal except for, I want to know you more. Yeah. And, and I think people can, can feel that right. Yeah. And make, I think it makes everyone feel more at ease. Yeah. That's really, I'm not going to try to teach you anything. I'm not going to try to, Pers- you know, persuade you to come to my side on an idea or whatever. Yeah. I just, I just want to get to know you. Yeah. That's, that's, and really- I want to find out what maybe lights them up. Right. Yeah. Cause you can, I mean, there's not one specific question that will get you there. Right. But I think if you have the desire to get to know someone, you'll keep asking the questions and then you'll notice when you touch on something that makes someone light up and then they want to talk about it. Yeah. And I think if you remain curious, whether you are interested in that topic, whether you know anything about it, um, you'll be interested just for the sole purpose is because that person is likes it and is passionate about it. And that will be a way for you to connect with them and get to know them better. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's actually leads me back to one of the other things that I learned from Dave, the guy that originally introduced those concepts that I'd started the podcast with. And so if you're struggling with curiosity, 
um, maybe this metaphor will help you. Uh, it helped me a lot. And, and what it is, is, is sort of the idea that when you're listening to someone, what we tend to do is we tend to listen for a response. So right, how, how you're going to respond to them. How can I share yeah. something? And I, I'm the worst at this. Like I have so many thoughts, have so many ideas. I know so much <laughs> <laughs> that I, it's true constantly. Hold on one second. Yes. I constantly am in this place of like, Oh, Oh yeah. And, and in the name of wanting to be related, like I, I shared, I did this the other day with my brother, we were talking and he was talking about a book he was reading. And then I was like, Oh, if you like that book, then you'd love this, this history series and history series. And, and, and then I started talking all about the history series and, and I, and I don't think my brother like took offense or like was annoyed by the conversation. I, I think we had a good conversation and there was points where he talked to, and I asked him about what he was, but I was so interested in like sharing what I want. And this is like, I, this is why this is maybe something we're talking about is because I think all of us can do better at this you know i guess there are real experts at it yeah but but i know it's something that is is sometimes not very natural because we 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 almost sometimes get this sort of validation in, of our worlds by well, by sharing yeah. that that we don't get maybe by curiosity but yet we often feel worse about ourselves when we do that like, versus, oh man i talk too much yeah. I, I heard they ever say that but <laughs> i have yeah. Um, I will say, uh, so let's say you're in, you're meeting someone new or you kind of know the person, but you want to get to know them a little bit better mm-hmm. and you ask them a question and then you're like, oh, this is a good question. Like they're excited about what they're talking about. I have realized that good follow-up questions, right? Like don't try to jump in right at the beginning and try to relate. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or or be like, or do an overshare on your part of, of something that relates to the topic, right? Like right. keep asking questions. Yeah. Keep getting them to talk about. So, so this is what Dave was sharing. This is the concept that I wanted, the metaphor. So the metaphor he used is doors, right? So he said, he said, when you, when you think about a relationship, you really have two worlds, right? Or two houses is kind of how he described it, right? There's your house and there's their house. And so what you're looking for is invitations into their world. Mm-hmm. And, and so if someone's talking and they're like, oh, you know, like, hey, so what did you do this weekend? Oh, you know, we went down to um, St. George and they stop. Because someone like me mm-hmm. might give a really brief answer yes, like that. But exactly. A, but a person that can, is curious and ask good questions, yeah. they will draw they'll keep asking questions to draw more out of you. And that's what those, so that's the framework is like, Oh, what's the door I could listen to. So a couple of things. So they said, I went to St. George this weekend. So you could say, Oh, one option is, okay. They spent their weekend in St. George. So one option is, well, was that an enjoy? Oh, well, how was your weekend? Right. So that would mm-hmm. be one door is using the word weekend that they used yeah. and be like, Hey, so, Oh, well, how was your weekend? Yeah. Another option is, Oh, do you go to St. George very often? Right. Do you have family that lives in St. George? Right. Yeah. And then, so you can, you can use the doors through the words that they use to then open up and, and ask more. Right. right. Cause it might be easy to have someone say, Oh, we went to St. George this weekend. And you'll be like, Oh, cool. Like, Oh, we went, we went to the lake and we took out paddle boards. Like then you just, and then for an introvert, sometimes it does feel like, Oh, that person's not interested. Yeah. Like they just, yeah. they're, 
whatever I said didn't was not engaging enough. And so you think that you're connected. Like, so you say, I went to think St. George this weekend, this weekend. And I'm like, Oh, I just went to St. George. Like, like, Oh, last year we went with like three of our friends and we did this, we had this fun time and we did to run. Did you go to the red rocks? Blah, 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 blah. And all of a sudden the person's like, Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. And, and, and inside we're like, Okay, not talking to that person again. Yeah, that's Bible. like unfortunately the 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 opposite of being curious. Or, or you walk them. away and you're like, I just I can't connect with this person. Yeah, yeah. So versus if I said if I spent that time, there usually does still become a time where they'll actually turn the questions on you. Oh, have you been yeah. to Saint George? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And that's a time to share. And obviously, learning to. Or like if if you're like, oh, like what kind of activities do you like to do down there? And they're like, oh, I really love hiking and the Red Rocks, and they tell. A story and then they'd be like oh do you do you like do any hikes or yeah. do you go to st like yeah i, okay, I think so the conversation he, flows so here's the other thing that's really powerful about this so let's say that i have been to st george rather than jumping in and sharing everything mm -hmm. if i say oh cool i really love i don't i you know zion you know, I, I don't know what's in st george right so so that's probably a bad example so um but, but let me, let's say they went to moab right okay. okay so moab is in utah it's really cool it's really near the arches so oh i've always wanted to go to the arches did you go there so if you can frame something in a way that allows them to give advice to you or share with you yeah. so like in, in that case they went to moab oh cool oh i've always wanted to go to the arches or man we went to the arches last year did you guys go see this place? No. They, and then they're like, oh, no, we didn't. Oh, well, where did you go? Yeah. What did you do? Right. It opens it so up. I, I tried this out. Okay. Go for at, it. I, can at a family reunion. Yeah, yeah. Family reunion. So my, um, one of my nieces is married um, just a couple years. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. You know, I've talked to her husband a handful of times. I don't, I don't feel like I really know him. Yeah. Right. We play games with him. He's a super, right. he's really and, fun to play games with. Um, both of them. We're, but just people wise were quite different. Obviously we're in different age groups yeah. and enjoy different things. So we were sitting, we were talking at the counter and I'm thinking, well, I, I would like to, I'd like to get to know him more. Like what he's makes him light up? Yeah. He's in the family. And, um, and I, and I will say as an outsider, not in a bad way, but when you marry into a family, you like my family, <laughs> right. Or you marry into mine. You're not like, sure. Oh, it's true. Yeah. So this was his first family yeah, reunion. Because that's true. I'm not as connected with everybody when I'm with your family. I love everybody. Yeah. And you love all but my if, family. But there is There's a, something about yeah. being an outsider. So, but this was his first family reunion. And I remember what those feel like. And he did a big Elmer reunion. And then two weeks later, the smaller one. And it's, it's a lot. Sure. Love, love your family. Yeah. But it is when you're... It's a lot of energy. And if you, you know... Right. And you don't really know... You're, you're learning about people and getting to know them. Right. So I was like, well, I'm, I'm going to like, I want to get to know them. Mm -hmm. And so, um, now I have, I did have a piece of information locked away. He's, he's quite tall. Mm -hmm. He's over six feet. Yeah. And I know he does not like it when people assume that he played basketball. Right. So I always ask him if he likes basketball. Um, cause I'm a jerk. <laughs> so I know he didn't play basketball. <laughs> no. So, but I, but then I was like, oh, well, what sport did he like? Did he, did play, he play a sport? Sports, right. So I asked him, mm -hmm. And he was like ultimate Frisbee. Mm -hmm. And I know nothing. I can, I can throw a Frisbee, but don't ask me to aim it anywhere. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what ultimate Frisbee was. So I was like, oh, is it like, like, like golf where you like, and he's frisbee like, oh golf. no, that's Frisbee golf. He's like ultimate Frisbee. Mm -hmm. And he like explained it to you. Explained it. And I like asked questions and I was like, oh, like I didn't realize there was like that much to Frisbee. I thought you just like 
Mm-hmm. You toss the disc. Yeah. So he was like showing me, like explaining different ways. And he like was passionate about it. He really liked it. Yeah. And I was like, well, I gotta, I should look it up on YouTube so I can actually see what it looks like. And then I'm like, next time you guys come over for game night, like teach me how to like throw a Frisbee. Yeah. I think that'd be boys, yeah. pretty cool how to learn how to. So just that one simple question led to getting to know him more. Well, and this is what's cool is like, it does a multitude of things. One, you are, you walk away from the conversation feeling better about yourself. Cause you're like, Oh, I wasn't selfish. Yeah. Right. Two, you actually get to know someone better. Yeah. Usually they feel better. Now mm-hmm. we don't know if he felt better after Molly's conversation. I did not ask him. I, I did not ask. I will him. ask him the next time I see him. <laughs> Please <laughs> don't. I don't think they listen to this podcast, so I don't have to worry about that. But the, the other thing is that, um, you might learn about something that you've never heard of. I might actually like Frisbee if I knew how to throw one. Yeah. We might go try Frisbee golf. I knew golf how to throw one. Threw oh my, I ain't even English today. All right. Should we be podcasting? No. Okay. Uh, so, so this is kind of the cool thing about curiosity and this is why we wanted to talk about it. Cause when it comes to an out of control world, oftentimes our efforts to control the conversations around us lead us to miss the opportunities to really connect deeply with those around us and find relationships that otherwise we might not have found. Yeah. Right. And, um, I had, I, I just going to share another conversation I had, and I think this is safe to say, I'm not going to go too deep because I want to respect the conversation, but, um, I spent some time with my grandmother recently. Right. And, um, there was a conversation that came up and I, I grew up with a sister that I was like super close to. We were like best friends. And as life's gone on, we've both been really busy and we just kind of walk different walks and we love each other. We talk quite often, um, but the relationship is definitely not as close as it was when we were young, just because we would talk every day and we would stay up late at night and stuff. But um, sometimes I like, I kind of miss that closeness with my sister and it was, and, and understanding her, right? And also she's just in a lot, like she just, she's got, older kids. She's got a lot of stuff she's doing. And, um, I was talking to my grandma and she shared with me, um, how meaningful her relationship with my sister was. And it was this same process of being curious. And rather than sharing like all about the reunion and all that, and I I did share some of those things with my grandma, but being in a place of just, just really being curious about where she was at and what she was going through, um, was opened up this opportunity to see my sister in a way um, I, I had heard some things about my, my grandma's love for my sister and my sister's love for her, but it was really cool. Like to, to hear my grandma's love and, 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 and just how much my sister means to her in her life. And I just thought like that opened up this huge additional love for my sister that I didn't have if I hadn't have been curious. So I, and I, and I also uh, had a very similar experience on that with my cousin or my nephew, my sister's son. We had this long ride driving back around in Destin because uh, we were trying to help him get his phone fixed. And I, I was just really curious about what he felt like he was good at. And we just had this really cool conversation where I got to know a kid that was actually a really special part of my life when my first wife passed away. And he was this sweet little boy that just said some meaningful things to me that just, you know, made me smile in some really hard days. And I've loved this boy. Um, we haven't had like a super close relationship as he's grown up. I don't think we, you know, he, we like each other and we're, we're kind to each other, but we don't know each other really well, um, at deep levels. And so it was really cool. And so same kind of process. And so I, I left our family union. I had the same thing with my, my own brother. Like there was all these different relationships that I've known for very long, but this effort to be curious 
expanded those and left me feeling so filled up. Yeah. In a place that often I ha I've sometimes left feeling like, do I fit in as well as I could? Mm -hmm. And it really wasn't about anybody else. It was about me being willing to be more effective at building that relationship. Yeah. I, I, uh, this topic makes me think about the, um, that book, You Are Here mm -hmm. by Thich Nhat Hanh. I think I said that right. I don't know. But there's a, a phrase that he repeats often in that book, and it's, I see you, I hear you, I value you. Yeah. And so I think when you step into a conversation or the beginning of a relationship or a relationship you've had for a long time and you can be curious. Um, I think, I hope mm -hmm. that that's, you know, that the other person feels that. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're going to have a goal when you're talking to someone, I think that would be, that, they that would feel be the seen, one to have. Yeah. They feel heard. heard they feel yeah. valued. Yeah. And I think you can do all those things and not know anything about the topic, not agree with the topic. Yeah. Or maybe not even at first have been interested. Like you didn't think that would yeah. be a topic you would be interested in talking about. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And so I think I've been trying to implement that in my parenting. Yeah. So let's kind of wrap up with that. Yeah. Like the idea of parenting. So, so w with parenting, I think this becomes even more critical. Yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, we've talked about, we did a podcast right on the motorcycle. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, like the first thing, I don't know if I did this great. I was open mm -hmm. to the idea. I didn't, I didn't shut Tyler down when he said he wanted to get a motorcycle, but I think I could have gone a step further and been more curious. Like, like what's interesting to him about a motorcycle? Like mm -hmm. what's drawing you to that versus like a, a car? Right. Yeah. Because I'm, I mean, I think motorcycles are cool. They're fun to ride on. They also kind of scare me. Um, so they're like, I'm not, I'm kind of indifferent. I'm not like for them. I'm not against them. Yeah. So why? Because when he turned 16, he already knew he wanted to buy one. So I, I could have shown some more curiosity and probably been able to connect with him a little bit better. Yeah. But I got to give you credit that you do a pretty good job of this. Not just pretty, you do a really good job of this with our kids. And we've talked a little bit about this in the past, but um, you know, kids often are interested in things that are very different than what adults are interested in. Right. And, yeah. um, I think it can be easy to just as a parent say, Hey, you know, okay, I, I love you. Talk to your friends about that. Right. And I, I think it's important, like in relationships, there are certain things that like, we've kind of realized that you just need to have a girlfriend to talk about those things. Yeah. Right. And, and it's okay in certain relationships to say, Hey, I'm not the person to hear or listen to you about but when we're parents, I think, and I've had to kind of step up and do this a little better with our kids is, but is, is, Hey, I'm going to be interested in what you're interested in as much as I can. Yeah. And then I try to frame that around things that I'm so, so what I do is when our kids start talking about, uh, video games, I'm not like super interested in the details of that, of the swords and the guys they're fighting and everything. But what I am interested in is business. And so what I kind of do, that's my little secret around curiosity, and maybe this is selfish, right? But rather than just having it be an open-ended conversation where we can just talk about whatever they want to talk about, um, I, I found that I'm more effective, at least with them, if I can spin it in a framework that I am interested in to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. And so what I kind of do is, um, is I'll take the business side of, of video games and ask them about that. 
So if they're like, oh yeah, there's this bad guy or whatever, like in this one game, they were saying that the bad guy is not like a guy you just go fight. He actually can follow you around. And, and so I'll ask him, I was like, oh, well, so does that actually make it like, do you enjoy that more? Um, or, or what, what, how does that, um, why, why do you think they chose to do that in this video game? So I'll ask them a question that gets them to think from a business mm -hmm. standpoint on like why the video game developers chose to do that. And it allows them to kind of explore something that maybe I'm not as interested in and, and, and they kind of um, can share their perspective. So we're still having an open conversation yeah. and I'm still like in their world but it's from a framework that's easier for me to be intrigued by. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I'm not a video game person. Yeah. I wasn't growing up like, you know, Mario Kart mm -hmm. and Duck Hunt. Sure. Good <laughs> but, and I am not good at them at my age now. And I do not like, like fighting games, not because I'm like anti-gun or anything, but because I, I like get scared like I would, I would freeze up trying to play and like, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to die. I can't outrun. I can't <laughs> fight. So I always like to ask, especially our youngest, um, like what, what attracted him to this type of game? Yeah. And like, oh, is it like, how hard is this boss? And yeah. like, oh, that, like all the different weapons. So I, it's not, it, it is, it's open-ended, but I do direct it. Yeah to the things that I might be interested in understanding about him yeah, and what like pulled him into this particular type of game. And like, I'm like, do you feel like you got your money's worth and yeah, stuff like that? That's cool. And I think that that actually like it, to me, and, and, and I, I was talking about one of the frameworks I use. There well, are, no, there are we, times when I talk to him. No, but I think it's good. They get, they have two different parents yeah. who are interested in different yeah. things. And so they're having different conversations. Yeah. I think it would be boring if he just told us the same thing. Yeah. Too well, bad. and that's kind of, I think what's like, usually I'll start out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Tell me about the game. Oh, okay. So, so is it like a, like you're, are you going through, are you like you're working with your buddies? Are you doing this? Oh, is it like this game? So I try to like, I really do try to understand the game mm -hmm. better from them. Right. And try to be attentive. Oh, who do you like to play with that game? Right. Uh, does, oh, does I, you know, so-and-so used to play with that. Do they still play with it? Oh no, not so much or whatever. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, cool. how did you find out about the game? Right. There's so many and I've different learned some games or sound way more interesting. Than <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some of them are like, and sometimes I'm like real straight with them. I'm like, Hey, like Nick, like I, this is really cool, but would you be okay if like we had like 10 minutes to talk about this versus like, yeah. Five. And Nick and, and and Nick's been like, Hey mom, I just I really want you to watch me fight this boss yeah. and like and beat him. Yeah. And and so I go in knowing that it, it might take a little bit of time. Yeah. Like he might not beat him the first time he wants me yeah. to watch. But But these little curiosities make huge deposits in our kids' lives. Yeah. I've noticed. And and it allows them to understand when we're really busy and we can't listen to them. They know, okay, this is this is temporary. Mm -hmm. Versus not so well, like Benny. So mm -hmm. Benny works at Jimmy John's. Yep. And so sometimes I'll ask him like, Hey, what was the weirdest thing a customer ordered? Yeah. Or like, what was your hardest order? Yeah. And he'll tell me funny stories. Yeah. Yeah. Um, someone ordered half fun. water, half diet Coke one time. Oh really? Yeah. Oh weird. That's Watered gross. down diet Coke. Yeah. <laughs> Just get ice and let it melt. Oh. <laughs> That's weird. I guess that's what it is. So most of y'all drink. Or like when I'm going through a drive-thru, I'm like, um, sometimes Ben will be like, oh, mom, that, that you did good on ordering that. Yeah. So it's just, just funny ways to. 
Yeah. Sneak in like connection. I think this is super powerful for us with our kids. And I just want to invite anybody who is trying to be a better parent. We're not here to pretend like we're perfect. Um, our but, kids would tell you that we're not. Yeah. There's like days where I'm like, man, are we missing the mark with our kids? There's so many days that I feel like that. But, <laughs> but there is, there is something about our kids and our relationship with our kids that is meaningful and open and there's a trust that they can communicate with us. I feel like, yeah. Cause I think, Oh, I think the curiosity gives you an open space, yeah. right? Cause I think sometimes we're quick to shoot down ideas from our kids. Yeah. Like mom, I really want this or, you know, I want to go here. And we're like, no, like no, yeah. or we don't have time or maybe later. And we just kind of brush them off. Yeah. So with that being said, I think we should, restart the podcast at the very beginning and instead of saying why did curiosity kill the cat which is the original version i think what we started out with is why we should never know the people we love okay is that better yeah okay so you guys heard it we're going to do that and uh join us on youtube but before you do that subscribe yeah. and uh review review we actually have a review i need to read on our next podcast okay but our next podcast is going to be a major discovery about me. Is that the one? Our trip. Oh, our road trip. trip. We we were in the car a lot of hours, so we had a lot of good conversations. There was a comment you made. Do you remember what you said? You said I learned more. No, you go ahead and tell me what I about said about myself. Do you want to finish that? No, because I don't okay. remember what it Molly was good, said, wasn't it? <laughs> I learned more about myself in the last 24 hours than I have my whole life. Yeah. I mean, I all the things that I, I knew all those things about me, but it all just culminated into like a big aha moment. So that's what we're going to talk about on the next podcast. So with that being said, thanks for joining us for the Out of Control podcast. And like I said, uh, go ahead and give us a review. It's super powerful. And follow us on Instagram at streamingfreedom.com. And check us out on TikTok. Laugh with us a little bit with some of our uh, funny things there. Anything else? No. Okay. We'll catch you next round as we talk about the thing that Molly said. Taught her more about herself than anything. Bye.